Welcome to the podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mood, the thoughts that get you out of the mood, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelly Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. This is episode number 24, Communication Tips and Responses to Criticism. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me for today's episode, where we are going to look at some easy and practical responses to criticism. Now, the reason this topic is so awesome is that it can help us stay calm, stay in the right frame of mind, and respond from our conscious and higher brain rather than overreacting emotionally and saying or doing something that we may regret later on. The other reason I really like episodes like this is because communication is usually one of the areas that couples really struggle with. So the responses that we discuss today can really help give us that confidence that we will know how to respond moving forward not only with our spouse, but also with anyone else. Now, we all know people who are quick to dish out criticisms. We may even be one of them. Think about the type of communication that exists in your marriage. How and when do criticisms come up? Today, we are not going to spend our time focused on the origin of criticisms, But I do want to say that most humans do it from time to time, and it is usually an indication that there is some aspect of our lives that we are unhappy with and don't know quite how to solve. Many of the clients I work with feel a strong need to prove why something they say or something they do is right. They value being right over many other aspects of marriage, like being a good listener or seeking true understanding. And often, when a spouse has a deep desire to be right on any given topic, the relationship as a whole can suffer. It could be very helpful if we ask ourselves, do I want to be right in this marriage or do I want to be happy. If your goal is to always be right, you are probably going to be miserable quite a bit of the time. And if being right is what brings us the most happiness in our marriage, we might be missing the point of marriage. The truth is that there is a huge amount of space for both the husband and the wife to be right in different degrees in the way they view things, in the way they think about things, the way they feel about things, and the way they experience things. We cannot be right in every aspect of our lives and our spouse's lives every single time. We cannot allow ourselves to get caught in the trap of one spouse's opinion being all right or all wrong This all-or-nothing thinking is not beneficial for relationships. It keeps us close-minded and unopen, uncurious, and uninterested in our spouse. The goal in marriage is not 
just to be right. The goal is to develop ourselves and to develop a deeper understanding of one another and a deeper accepting of one another and where they are in their life and a deeper level of support for each other as we all progress through this life together. Most people get very defensive when they think they are being criticized and they often want to trade anger for anger. But what we actually need to do is use this very situation to level up and to give our brain an awesome new mission to go searching for something very mysterious and something that's quite small. Now, our brain will really like this type of mission, so it might actually feel easier to accomplish this than you think. And do you know what that one small and mysterious little thing is that our brain needs to go searching for? It is just one drop. One drop of truth, to be more specific. We need to send our brain on a mission to find the one little drop of truth in what is being said. This will lead us to develop a new skill. This new skill has to do with being able to accept and admit our part to what is happening in the relationship, even if it is just by one little drop. Now, the awesome thing here is that we can approach this in a very healthy and beneficial way and make the process seem much more adventurous and much more fun for ourselves to experience. So let's dive in and discover how we can do that. Whenever we are on the other end of a criticism, the goal is to send our brain on that mission to find that one little drop of truth to what is being said. That's it. Just one little drop of truth. If your spouse happens to come at you one night with a list of things you are doing that they don't appreciate, listen with the intent to find just one little drop of truth. It doesn't really matter if the entire list is true or not. For the relationship to grow and blossom, one drop is what needs our focus. When you find it, the only thing you are going to do in response to that situation is to acknowledge it in a way that is mature and shows that you are responding from a place of emotional adulthood. So let's go through some examples of what that might sound like, and I want you to try to pick two different responses that you like, that you can keep in the back of your mind to use in these kinds of situations. So here we go. Wow, I really appreciate that you said that, and I think I am understanding you a little bit better now. Thanks for sharing that. Criticism is not always easy for me, but I know it's part of the growth process. Thanks for opening my eyes to that. And to be honest, that aspect never even really crossed my mind. Yes, the part where you said that I give you the cold shoulder sometimes, I'll totally admit to that. That must be really irritating. I'm so sorry you feel that way. 
I may need to go back to the drawing board for that one. Wow, I had never really thought about it that way. I may need a minute to think about that one. Thanks for sharing that with me. Well, I wasn't really expecting that right at this moment. I think my brain needs a minute to process what you just said. That is a fascinating perspective. I didn't see it in the same way that you do. Yeah, I saw that situation totally differently. I think you might be right about that one. That is 100% correct. I actually am really struggling with that. I have heard everything you just said. Well, I totally have a different opinion on that. And I totally own it. It sounds like you are feeling very frustrated by the situation. That sounds so frustrating. What do you think needs to happen moving forward? I can totally admit to that. Thanks for saying that. I think I really needed to hear that from you. I can accept that. Thanks for your input. I think I could do something a little bit different next time. I take full responsibility for that. That one is on me. I think with a little bit of thought, I could probably do better at that. I have to admit, that was probably not the best choice on my part. What is the biggest frustration for you with that? Thanks for bringing that to my attention. I might need to get more creative with that one. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. I really do value your perspective. Thanks for telling me that. Actually, you're giving me a wonderful gift of expanding my perspective. Thank you for sharing your thoughts with me. Uh, I think this will really help me expand how I've been thinking on that. I really appreciate your insight on this. You think about it so differently than I do. I really appreciate your insight on this. You've given me a wonderful opportunity to self-reflect and recreate myself. I'm so glad that we both have different opinions on this. I think it will actually be helpful. It's only human nature for you to feel frustrated. Your opinion 
is important to me. So thank you for sharing it. Your opinion on this is just as valid as mine. So thank you for sharing it. I totally get that. And you don't have to like that about me. You are totally allowed to be mad at me for that. You are completely free to have a very different opinion than me. Yeah, and you are totally allowed to be bothered by that. You 100% have the right to think what you want about that exact thing. You are fully entitled to your own opinion on this one. I respect your opinion on that. As I think about the big picture here, I realize that my opinion is a little bit different than yours. Thank you so much for your willingness to share that. I know that you do really care about me. Thank you for being honest with me. I know that it comes from a place of love. It's totally okay that we see things differently. Our love is strong enough for differences. I actually value your feedback. I have to think about that in a different way now. Thank you for sharing that. I get that most people are not going to see things the way that I do. Thank you for sharing your thoughts with me. I get that. I often think about things quite differently from others. Thank you for being honest about that. You have opened up my eyes in a new way, and that is always a good thing. Well, now that is something to think about. Yeah, you're right. I have noticed that as well. Now, I want to stop for just a second and give you a few that would fall into the category of, hey, that might be kind of a fun way to acknowledge that little drop of truth in a critical comment. A fun way might be, oh, I'm in trouble now. Another fun way might be, uh, you mad, bro? And this is my absolute favorite, and my children and I often say this one. Uh, Did I order a glass of your opinion? That brings a lot of humor into the situation and allows us to move forward still in a positive way. And one more category that I want to address is kind of like the category of saying you're right to the other person. Some examples might be, I think you might be right about that. You know what? You're right. You're right 
tell me everything. Wow, I don't know how you handle all that. That is so fascinating. Explain to me why you're right about this. You have my full attention. Explain to me why you're right about this. One of the best things we can do for ourselves right now is to make a decision of how we want to respond to criticism in any situation that we face and with any person that we deal with. Which of these responses stands out? Which one resonates with you the most? And which ones do you think you would be able to say? Pick two of them, write them down, and practice saying them. Say them a hundred times so that it becomes easy and natural for you to say them in the moment. Now, I want you to complete the following sentence. When my spouse says something critical to me, I will respond by saying, and then put in one of the responses that you picked. This is you taking control of a major emotional part of your life. This is you making a mature decision of how to respond in an emotionally mature way. This is you feeling empowered and good about the response you will give. And it feels awesome and amazing. This is an important decision to make ahead of time. Leaving this undecided will lead to responses that are childish and will keep the negative cycle going. Now, some of you may recognize what this is that we are doing right now. Besides just learning some fabulous communication skills, this is also a healthy personal boundary that we are setting for ourselves. This gives us self-respect ahead of time and courage in the moment. This is a gift we give to ourselves, and it's fabulous and wonderful. You can even apply this to coworkers, extended family members, neighbors, or even friends. For work, you could say to yourself, if my colleague says this, like he usually does, I will say, hey, thanks for that input. I would not have seen it from your perspective, and now I will have to get even more creative. You can do the same thing with your neighbor. If you noticed, none of these responses are mean. They are all actually pretty mature and show quite a bit of ownership. This signifies an adult who is trying to be fully responsible for all parts of themselves, including their emotional maturity, as well as any shortcomings they do have. When we respond to criticism in this way, it helps the other person not be so defensive. In fact, their defenses will come down when we respond in this way. And that usually makes them more curious, more open. It can surprise them and even allow them time to go inward and reflect on themselves. And maybe in a way that they haven't been able to do before, because they are so used to being on the defense and defending their point of view. 
For this very reason, there is no need to correct someone who is criticizing you. It just leads to more criticism, more defensiveness, a stronger conviction of why they are right, and worst of all, it usually leads to an increase in negative feelings like anger, bitterness, resentment, and even hate. Do not try to prove why you are right. Let the critical comment just flow out and be out there floating around in space. And just because a critical comment has been said and it's out there doesn't mean that you are required to solve it or required to do anything about it for anyone other than yourself first. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. You don't have to be a wife that listens to her husband. You can totally be a horrible listener and a total ignorer. Husbands don't have to be good listeners either. They don't have to be good responders. There is no cop out there that will force any of us to be a good listener we can totally continue to be a spouse who criticizes one another and then continue to wonder why things are not improving in the relationship. We can do this. We have permission. We can totally suck at being a spouse if we want to. But is that what we really want? If you are listening to this podcast, I doubt that very much. Remember the goal here is to find that one little drop of truth in what our spouse is saying and to accept it and to admit it because this leads to our own self-reflection and our own self-progression. If we are unable to do this, it is because our pride is getting in the way and that could become a much larger problem. But when we are able to self-reflect, we are able to learn from others and grow on a personal level, and that is being humble. This leads me to one of my favorite scriptures. It can be found in the book of Ether, chapter 12, verse 27, which says, And if men come unto me, I will show unto them their weakness. I give unto men weakness, that they may be humble." And my grace is sufficient for all men that humble themselves before me. For if they humble themselves before me and have faith in me, then will I make weak things become strong unto them. This is so powerful. Critical statements are something we all face from time to time. How we are going to approach them moving forward can have a major impact on our own lives and the lives of those we know, especially our spouse. And we don't have to change a million things all at once. Perhaps just one little drop is all that is needed. A critical statement from a spouse gives us an opportunity to turn towards our Heavenly Father and to seek His counsel and His guidance. Our weaknesses are often the very thing 
that urges us to turn towards him. Criticism gives us a chance to reflect, to ponder, to pray, to brainstorm, to be creative, to seek revelation, and to create room for the Holy Ghost to work with us. With all the chaos in the world right now, it can be easier than ever to get worn out and simply not care enough to put forth the effort to make one drop of change. But marriage is exactly the perfect place to see just how well prepared we are to meet the Savior when he comes again. Pray about the ideas of how to respond to criticism. And if one doesn't resonate with you right now, seek heavenly guidance to create one of your own. It will be worth it. Because the more you restore that intimacy with yourself, the more you can restore it with your spouse. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you will join me again next week. Mm -hmm.